Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 120 of On the Flank. I'm one of your hosts, John George, alongside Joe Kirkpatrick. Say hello, Joe. Hey, everybody. And Joe, today is the big day. Um, it's Power Rankings Day, and we are very close to the season starting as well. It's it's a big week in general. I mean, I can barely contain my excitement. I'm continuously thinking about it every day. We're almost here. Overwatch League's almost back. You excited, Joe? Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's gonna hit us. Um, it's gonna hit us like a freight train starting Friday afternoon. Um, oh, yeah. It'll just be all here. It's great. Yeah. I mean, of course, before the season starts, we have to get our power rankings out there. That'll be our main event here today. Uh, so we'll be talking about that later, as well as making some picks for the first week in the Overwatch League, uh, which is crazy. I can't believe we're finally doing it. Uh, but before we get to all that, we do have some news to talk about. Um the collegiate season just ended, and Maryville Esports ended up winning. Uh, if you didn't know, Halo, who was on the Boston Uprising last year, actually decided to go to Maryville Esports and go to college after he did not um, or got dropped by the Boston Uprising. So he was on Maryville Esports, helped them win this title, um, as well as Kraken Lacken. Um, who I don't know of, but Joe has pointed out on on the on the sheet. What does he do? People know that guy. A bit of bit of a bias, I suppose. But uh, former Fusion <laughs> University player uh, ah. for uh, most of 2018. Uh, also spent some time on uh, Toronto Esports and Uprising Academy back when uh, those teams existed. Gotcha. Uh, um, <laughs> but yes, yeah, lots of former contenders players on this team. Um, but yeah, and it, and it was super cool this season. They had, um, I think it's probably fair to say, um, most or like the most uh, exposure for the collegiate tournaments um, that they've had in a really long time. You know, they had uh, lots of the, the matches streamed live on the uh, contenders YouTube page, um, and to just like more more social media exposure, I think than than have been in the past, which is great. Um, and yeah, Maryville, obviously a super good contenders team or a super well contenders team <laughs> kind of um, yeah. I think they actually did have played contenders in the past um, but okay. collegiate teams specifically for this tournament yeah they do play in contenders I see that um, or in 2021 I've been playing contenders in open division and stuff like that so yeah I mean makes sense they've got a good amount of former contenders players on this team and they obviously used it well um, and respect to the contenders players who have decided to go to college and play with this team. Um, next piece of news is Overwatch Mobile, which I hadn't heard about until I looked at the sheet here, Joe. So this is a shock to me. But um, yeah, I just opened it. There was Dex, Dex, Dexerto uh, reporting on this and basically saying that they want to release a... Blizzard has plans to release a mobile version of Overwatch alongside Overwatch 2. Um, and yeah, it's, <laughs> I have no clue. There's a quote here saying, I have it on good authority that the original plan before the pandemic really kicked everything into survival mode was that they wanted to release Overwatch 2 and Overwatch Mobile at the same time. So there, there could be a differing time when they release Overwatch Mobile now, but I think the big news here is that it, it is, is, it exists and is going to happen, <laughs> which is crazy. Uh, does it say here? Do you know if it's 
if we know what it's going to be like at all or do we just know yeah. that it's a thing <laughs> yeah no, not many not many details but i i couldn't um couldn't resist including it on our on our rundown here uh, it came out of a uh episode of the four horsemen which is uh, uh monte cristo's esports show um um, and yeah, that that was about all of the all the details that were mentioned, um, um, but but yeah, it would super be, it would be super interesting to see how and and when and to what extent um, they were able to implement something like that. I I I have a hard time believing that it would be um, comparable or or similar really at all to the you know the P, the PC and console game, but something set in the same universe. Um, would would be really interesting. Yeah, I it's it's interesting. Obviously, another Activision Blizzard game is Call of Duty. Call of Duty has a mobile game. I wonder if it would be something like more like that. That's like the only FPS on mobile. I feel like there aren't too many of them. Um, and of course, if you are a League of Legends fan or anything like that, you'll know Wild Rift. Their mobile version of League of Legends just released on mobile. Um, a week or week or two ago at this point, and a lot of people are liking that one a lot. So, um, you know, mobile games, I, I think overall not as good as the PC game, but still can be cool to be able to play your favorite game on, you know, when you're on the go and stuff like that, or don't want to get into a full game of Overwatch or League of Legends, I guess. I'm interested to see what this would be, though, for sure. Yeah, um, if if and when it ever comes to fruition. Yeah, yeah, um, but okay. We we even have some roster news here on this show, which is nuts because we're power ranking today, and one of them came right Walt right earlier in the day, and we both or Joe at least made adjustments based off of one of these moves. So, yep, <laughs> it's it's that time of year. Um, Philly Fusion picked up Hotba and Toby, and this is mainly I feel like as a response to their. Uh, recent announcement saying that they're trying their hardest to get some of these players over to Korea and are not able to specifically players like Funny Astro, Poco, EQO, Shockwave, of course. Um, and we've got some reinforcements here to help out with that. Clearly, Toby, they picked up uh, main support to help out with obviously Funny Astro missing and then Poco being replaced by Hotba which I think in general, this is a good pickup and maybe they should have done this Hotba pickup Either way, I think having a backup to Poco is pretty key and was one of the biggest weak points of this roster that people pointed out. So I think Hoppo's a great pickup. I don't think Toby would ever play over Funny Astro. This is, I think, the only situation where Toby would play over Funny Astro is where Funny Astro has 240 ping. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, those are the other two pickups. What do you think about him as a Philly fan, Joe? Um, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, um, it's def- definitely good good coverage for the kind of the kind of thing that they're looking for um uh obviously the hotba the good player he's um was on the the championship or the well the the championship finals team that didn't that didn't win um uh all the way back in season one um uh, but, but yeah to, to, to be able to to be able to feel not only just field players but to feel players of this decent quality i think is definitely um definitely a good thing and I'm, I'm feeling a little bit better about Philly um, going into this season it's, it's still rough that they're not going to be able to start with um, with the roster that they have um, uh, but again yeah hopefully that's just 
comes along super quickly. Yeah, I mean, we'll get more into it when we do the power rankings, but if if they don't want to play on ping, the lineup you got here is basically Carpe, Carpe Rascal, um, Mono Hoppa, Alarm Toby, which definitely is, isn't as good as their potential actual starting lineup, but I still think it's pretty good. Um, getting Rascal in March a month ago now, definitely huge, definitely very key here because um, having that Rascal-Carpe duo is fantastic, even though they're going to be missing out on players like EQO and especially Shockwave, who did super well last year. Um, but Carpe Rascal, great. Toby, I think, is a big downgrade for Funny Astro, but I think he'll be comparable. Um, and Hot Bud Mono, obviously not bad either. Um, and I think Mono and Hoppa have played together, actually, too, because Hoppa was on NYXL at some point, right? It's true, yeah. So I guess you got that synergy. Hoppa's got, like, a weird synergy, because uh, I do remember season one, Hoppa and Poco, like, switching off. Um, so, yeah, he's got this tank line has, has, has got some weird connections here. Um, but other piece of news announced today, Dallas losing XE this year, unfortunately. Uh, XE had to retire because of some back issues um, and an injury that is just apparently too much for him. Um, he said if his health recovers, he can return to the league at any time. So it's not 100% a retirement, but for now he has to go back to South Korea and try to get this thing fixed, try to make sure that this isn't something that is hurting him for the rest of his life. Because I, I know I have some friends actually my age with, with back issues already. And they like, you gotta like nip this stuff in the bud right now. Back issues when you're young are, are bad and a bad sign for the future. Um, and obviously your back is a huge part of your body. Um, and even sitting down playing video games, you need like, if your back hurts while you're doing that, that's annoying. That's very annoying. Um, so yeah, but I haven't even talked about the implications of how bad this is for their team. Kind of Joe, I mean, how much does this hurt the Dallas fuel? I guess. Yeah, it's um, definitely not what you want to do. And and like you said, good, um, good on you know good on Dallas for being flexible and um, and and accommodating, and and good on XC for making the decision that he needs to. And hopefully, you know, he he didn't close the door in his uh, posted a tweet longer and everything. Um, uh, and you, you know, didn't didn't close the door to returning potentially later this season. Um, just you know, depending on how he's feeling and all that, but. Um, um, but, but, but yeah, it's it's um, for now it's a retirement, and it's definitely a big loss for um, for Dallas. Uh, left here with uh, Doa and Sparkle um, in that DPS role. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised if we see some kind of signing come in eventually. Um, uh, maybe maybe for um, a player more more that hits can kind of role. Um, but but yeah, set X is definitely gonna be a big part of this roster, um, and, a, and a big part of why this roster was gonna be good. Um, um, obviously, coming as a part of that core that came over from the Paris Eternal. Um, um, so, so, so yeah, it's definitely these last these next couple of days. You know, they're like the opening match of of everything of, of the league um, here, Dallas versus Houston. But. Um, um, he, the next couple of days, I'll be interested to see how or if they uh, um, try to accommodate for that in some way. Yeah, I mean, yeah, without XB, you, XZ, you just don't have a hit scan player. So Doa Sparkle, both not hit scan. 
I think fuel probably going to struggle um, without that. I mean, from what we're hearing, the meta is Brawl right now, which, you know, doesn't really need a hit scan that badly. So I think fuel are good to go, at least in this meta. But eventually, you definitely are going to want a hit scan. Um, there's no doubt about that. And they even mentioned uh, some some uh, rumors have even come out that they not only might they sign one DPS player, apparently they're thinking of signing two. So um, we'll see here in in time, I guess, if the fuel will pick those people up. I mean, you're going to want to get them as quick as possible here. I think it's, it's they're going to be hurting. Um, and they've got tough matchups ahead too. So the fuel are going to want to do something about this. They got to face the gladiators this weekend, not only the Houston outlaws, two tough matchups of Houston's as good as they're being hyped up to be right now in this meta. So, and, and to wrap up the, uh, um, uh, didn't to wrap up the month, they're playing Washington and Boston in week, in week two. Yep. Yeah. But Washington, of course, a lot of pickups and Boston getting hyped up as well from scrims. So, you know, for a team that is apparently doing pretty awful in scrims, and we don't know if it was because of XC or what was happening, it's not looking good for the Dallas Fuel here in these first four games. I think there's a potential they do go 0-4, which is definitely a rough start for the Fuel fans that obviously were so hyped, and who wouldn't be with this roster? Um, but yeah... We'll talk more about that in our uh, power rankings, though, and we'll, when we predict the games this week. Um, speaking of picking games, we have an official Overwatch League Pick'em website this year launched, um, and it's in-depth. You literally pick every single game, and you pick the scores of every single game. Um, you can do all the main Melee games right now. You can go pick. Um, I would recommend not doing it I because <laughs> you should probably just wait. I mean, they all lock basically at the beginning of the day. So I, I wouldn't even pick. <laughs> I was struggling to even pick Saturday's games, Joe. I was like, maybe I should wait till Friday to see what happens um, yeah. before I pick the Saturday games. Um, but yeah, you can go um, to the Overwatch League. I don't even know if there's a way to get to it from the Overwatch League website, but you can go to pick'em.overwatchleague.com. Yeah, it kind of looks, I don't know that there's a direct link, but, um, but, but yeah, and and once you once you make your picks, you can go back and edit them at any point um, before they lock, so that's that's helpful too, but um, yeah, but yeah, very exciting, and yeah, it's going to be super comprehensive, the, the, the website will score it for you, um, um, based on its based on its standards, and then there's like a global leaderboard, um, including a one thousand dollar prize, I think. Um, but in, no, five hundred dollars and a May statue. Uh, Who knows how much and, that's worth? Yeah, it's <laughs> if it's. I think it's one of those really nice ones. So like more than a hundred dollars, I think. Um, nice. Yeah. But yeah, for and that's just for like the global leaderboard. So that'll be, um, uh, it, it'll be. Um, quite an achievement if you make it up that far um, but yeah and we do it is worth mentioning we have uh, we made a leaderboard for on the flank and 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 listeners so if you want to um, join our leaderboard uh, we tweeted the link um, earlier today on Twitter so you could follow that and um, see how you fare <laughs> against the two of us I guess um, <laughs> uh, dur- during the season because we're gonna be making our picks too 
yeah, um, it's gonna be exciting, and this will be this will be the way we we kind of keep track of things too this year. So thanks, Overwatch League, I guess. Um, but yeah, correctly, and you get two points for correctly predicting the winner of a match. You get one point for correctly predicting the exact result of a match, so including maps. Um, and correctly predicting the knockout Sunday team to advance gets you two points as well. So yeah, it's I think this should be a fun thing to do throughout the season. I'm excited about it. Um, and obviously we got these in the form of just like picking the tournaments last year. We didn't get to pick regular season matches ever. So uh, basically this is just adding regular season matches to the, to the thing here, which is nice. Uh, but yeah, that's cool. Okay. Um, as far as the rest of the news goes, this is the last piece of news. This came out today as well. Um, it's IBM Watson power rankings. So obviously we knew some some things, good things were going to come through uh, this year, uh, at least in the coming years with the partnership with IBM that happened uh, a year or two ago now. And we're finally getting some uh, big in-depth stats. We got, of course, we got the player impact rating that IBM brought us at one point. Um, now we're getting full power rankings and player power rankings uh, with IBM Watson. Uh, they're going to be on the website under stats on overwatchleague.com. There's a video explaining, but it's just like a bunch of... that's. I never understand this IBM stuff, Joe, this AI stuff, because it's always... I don't know. It's always it always feels like it's just marketing terms that they're spinning out at me. I don't know the exact exactly how they figure out these scores that they're giving the players, but you can go check right now. They have like the final the the most recent power rankings from last year. Not like this isn't like a preview power rankings or anything like that. And you know it all stacks up. Obviously, you got shock and first, uprising and last stuff like that. So as well as players like Violet topping the leaderboard overall, followed by Smurf, Funny Astro, Troyobin, and Void. Um, which makes also makes sense. Um, I mean, in the top 10, it's entirely Fusion Dragons shock players. So I think that this will be definitely an interesting thing to keep up with throughout the season. I'm excited to see how accurate it is, like how much their rankings will differ from the actual standings, stuff like that. Um, but yeah. Seems cool to me. Do you know anything else anything else to add about that show? Oh uh, yeah, I don't think so. They said they're gonna, you know, keep iterating on on the process and whatever as they go. Um uh, so, so yeah, we'll have to see how um how stuff changes up. Yeah. I mean you had people like Bren even tweeting out like that he thinks this is huge for for the statistics of the Overwatch League. We'll see. Um, I'll, I, I'm, I'll warm up to it. I'll see if I like it that much. I still don't understand what the score means, how they get it. Like, that's what I want to know. Um, but it seems pretty accurate, at least. Like, yes, these players definitely are the best players. <laughs> um, okay. Well, speaking of power rankings, it's time for our power rankings. We're not a magical IBM AI, but I think we're pretty smart, right, Joe? Um, uh, I think something like that good. yeah <laughs> <laughs> um i've ranked 19 teams joe has ranked 20 teams i work for the boston uprising so um i'm a bit biased um, so i'll just leave boston out of my rankings i'm also 
not really allowed to I'll tell you what, I'm not allowed to like sort of shit talk our organization at all, which I think was more of an issue <laughs> last year because I would have ranked us really low, but this year I would have ranked us very high and it's an unrealistic high, I think. <laughs> um, so so I've ranked 90 teams, Joe's ranked 20 teams. We usually go through and do the differences, but let, let's, I, I'm kind of feeling going in depth here, going sort of team by team, tier by tier. Joe, how do you feel about that if we start like 20 through 17 here? Sure, let's do it. Cool. Um, well, Joe's 20 is Valiant. My 19 is Valiant, my last place. And um, I say, Joe, we just skip over this team. <laughs> I don't know how much more we need to explain. The only thing I want to point out is that Joe is on our graphic has nice little nifty like change markers how much they change from our last power rankings last season and well, it, it's from um the, the difference is actually from the where they um finished uh the season oh, okay season. so like oh, actual results yeah gotcha um and it, it's based on like with the bonus wins and everything so like it had shanghai was first and shock was third mm. um and so, so that it looks a little bit weird at the top but um uh, but yeah it's is based on based on last season's performance Gotcha. And yet the Valiant, obviously comically large numbers here is minus 11 for me and minus 12 for Joe. So, um, yeah, deservedly so probably. Uh, next up, we both have Vancouver above the Valiant. Um, I, I don't have much to say about Vancouver. We talked about them in our preview. And I mean, overall, just looking at their roster, it's it, there's too many washed up players it's i think they got like i mentioned in the preview they got rid of shockwave who was their most promising player it's fire and frd who you know we haven't seen much of in the overwatch league actually and we don't know how good they can do i don't know anything about teru i think rolf is a player they should not have kept whatsoever like I don't have much positive to say about any of these players if the LA Valiant hadn't messed up so bad I think this was an easy 20 for me um anything to add to that yeah I think that's that's definitely fair the um uh, yeah just, as as we're going through these teams we're definitely going to be um, you know ref referring back to some of the comments we made in our in our team preview episodes so uh, it's the last I think four or five shows we've done uh, we went over every team in more detail so you can definitely go back and look at those if there's a, a team you're interested in hearing more about but yeah the uh, <laughs> yeah Vancouver Titans um, um, not not really a hard decision I think for for bottom of North America which is again unfortunate but um, it, that's what happens when you have the the two worst orgs in the league at, at 19 and 20. <laughs> yep, pretty much. I mean, that's I they gotta. I feel like they have to see see a little see something happening here, right? Like Vancouver and LA. What are you doing? Why are you even in this league? You guys have been trash orgs. Um, LA has not been a trash org up to this point. I don't know what the hell this offseason was, but. Um, all right, up next um, is a little switcheroo from me and Joe here, as Joe has London at 18, Paris at 17. I have Paris at 17, um, but London at 16. So uh, Joe thinks Paris is the better team. I think London's the better team. Joe, why do you think Paris will finish better than London this year? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not... Uh... 
Uh, not exactly super super hard science here uh, at the bottom of the rankings again. Um, uh, I think we're we're both pretty confident that uh, particularly Paris, obviously, compared to last season, is not gonna um, not gonna be able to stack up. Um, uh, obviously, London with a super different roster, um, uh, and nevertheless, is not gonna be um, super well improved. And I think yeah, that that just has has more to do with um, the way that the teams. Um, uh, d decided to form as far as that goes. I will be really interested to see how these teams shake out. Um, obviously, with um, London Spitfire, we've got you know the core of like uh, former British Hurricane uh, versus this Paris roster that, that's picked up with some other um, uh, some other really nice European names. Um, um, yeah, it's it's that's going to be a really interesting match whenever that happens. Um, let's see. It's it's not in not in Paris's first few matches at least that they're gonna play, but um, but it, it, yeah, it's a it's a very interesting sort of region of the of the rankings as far as that goes. Yeah, the only reason I have London over Paris is I think the the built-in synergy from British Hurricane I think is gonna be able to get London some upset wins, and then I think when Sparker joins this team, I think that will be pretty big for London as well. Either way, I think both these teams are bottom of NA alongside Vancouver I think they I think they can definitely I think London has more of the potential to pull off upsets but I think they both can as we saw in that um, little preseason steel series preseason tournament with these two teams and the uprising gladiators they can compete Paris competing with Boston London competing with the gladiators so they're I think they're definitely going to be competing with these rosters um, it's not I don't think they're going to be a Vancouver or an LA Valiant I think Valiant's going to get stomped. I think Vancouver has the potential to not get stomped every game, but I think there's more, it's more likely they're going to get stomped pretty often. Meanwhile, I think Paris and London, they'll be able to compete with some of these teams, and that just shows you how much this the league has like come up this year because we're we're at number 18 and 17 for you. We're, we're towards the bottom of this standings, and I'm already saying, like, hey, I still think these the rosters have pluses here, and I still think these rosters can compete. Which is nuts to me. The league is very good this year. I'm so excited. Um, up next, are, this is where our power rankings really shift. Um, really change around. Uh, Joe at 16, where I had London, uh, has Houston. Who, um, I think that's a reasonable spot for sure. Um <laughs> but they have been, they have been, I think this might be a hot take, Joe, just because of how much they have been hyped up this pe this past week or two because of scrim bucks. In some of these power rankings, Houston is like near tier one in basically all of these power rankings. They are at the top of tier two in NA. Um, I think, Joe, I think there's still a good reason, though, to possibly rank them where you have them. I mean, they're good at brawl they're good at this current meta i mean clearly they might not be good going ahead in the future is that the thinking behind your 16 maybe yeah and 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 part of it is that now we're now that we're into um and, and you know we've sort of quickly broken into it but now that we're into like mid mid table north america um um it gets really hard to rank these teams uh because you're right they all have really um 
um, really, really, really positive features. I like that assessment. That, um, that yeah, generally the league, I think, just in quality, has improved a lot this offseason. and and that starts with um, Houston. I think is going to be better than they've been in the past. Um, but we can say that about Boston, and we can say that about Toronto, and we can say that about Dallas, <laughs> and we can say that about Atlanta, and and there's <laughs> and so. Um, it, 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 so that that makes it hard, I think, in the middle of the North American teams, um, to, to try to get those those stratified well. Um, Houston, I think, part of the reason I have them so low is um, uh, like you sort of alluded to, uh, due to some consistency in the past, um, or or you know lack thereof potentially. Um, that their their highs are very high. Um, uh, but also they they can really struggle in in different kind of situations. Uh, I'm really interested to see, um, like we mentioned in in the team preview, what they end up doing uh, DPS wise, because uh, they definitely made some really big improvements there. Um, but definitely the definitely the question mark uh, for Houston, I think, is going to be their tanks um, uh, to just see it, how how they end up working. But yeah, all that all that to say, um, uh, it's it's really tight. Uh, really tight mid North America, but yeah, Houston. Um, the way thing, the way things fell out for me, ended up um, there in, in the bottom of that tier. Yeah, um, I, I got Houston a little bit higher here, so I could talk about them later. But it's the comp- it's so competitive this year, um, as I mentioned before. My move on to fifteen. My fifteen's Toronto, um, which is actually where they finished last year, and I think people will you know maybe be think i'm a little crazy for that one with the improvements they made um but i don't know with toronto i just have this weird feeling that it's the moves aren't going to pay off i mean this is maybe one of the more promising years for toronto for sure maybe it's because i've been bitten in the past when they picked up really good names like kariv and everyone like that and it just didn't work out i don't know what it is about toronto but i just i just have a bad feeling about them this year i think I think they might not be able to utilize Sato as well. Yeah, I don't know. I got Toronto down here. And in addition, it is the reasoning we've been saying all along. Uh, everyone else has gotten a lot better too. So it's definitely rough. Uh, at 15, Joe has Chengdu Hunters. Um, what do you think Chengdu will be able to do this year, Joe? Um, I, I think they're going to have success and... And but you know the core of this team has not changed, uh, and I mean I mean that literally and uh, and figuratively that I think uh, it's going to be hard to to un Chengdu the Chengdu Hunters um, if we pull them out of um, where they're where they're sitting in my power rankings um, total uh, and and just look at at the Asian division I have them you know second to last right above the Valiant. Um, and and that doesn't mean that they're they're not going to have <laughs> impressive looking wins, um, and it doesn't mean they're not going to have close losses. Um, um, but but yeah, I I don't uh, I don't see the kind of consistency coming out, um, uh, based on any kind of changes that they made um, that I think they're going to really need. Um, um, but, you know, because there weren't many changes, um, re- relatively at least based on. Uh, again, thinking about the core of this team, they, they certainly added to it, but um, they, I don't know. I think, you know, Chengdu is going to Chengdu, and um, that's, <laughs> that's, that's going to be a constant, I think, coming into, into season four. Yeah, it's always a struggle for the Chengdu hunters to get out of the Chengdu zone. 
um, as a lot of people call it. Uh, I got Chengdu a little higher. I'm hoping they can do a little bit better. Hopefully this year. I just, I'm just a Chengdu fan. I'm just like, please, please do something. I mean, they got the names. Um, as far as what's up next for me, I have Guangzhou Charge and Hangzhou Spark actually down here at 14 and 13, um, which is hard. It's so hard for me to put these teams down here, Joe. Um, I think the Guangzhou Charge overall downgraded in the offseason. I, I just think they were, I think they had a better roster last year. Of course, they had a great year. Um, what they finished like sixth or something? I'm not sure. Uh, somewhere around there, sixth or seventh, maybe, um, or even fifth. Uh, they did well. Was, yeah, fifth. Yeah, they did really well last year. Um, but I think they, I think they unfortunately they lost Happy, they lost Nero, they lost Shoe. I think Shoe is a huge loss, um, and stuff like that. So I, 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 where any year where everyone improved in the off season, I'm having Guangzhou move down a little bit because I. I just don't think they, they improved too much. Unfortunately, they, they didn't improve. <laughs> they got a little worse. Uh, and everyone else got better. So that's going to be rough for Guangzhou this year, unfortunately. Um, and then as far as Hangzhou goes, I still think this roster is super talented. Um, I really do. It's just it's hard to trust them either. I think they've had a lot of these players already throughout their exist. They've had a good amount of these players throughout their existence. They picked up players like shy and Leisure, who, um, everyone is super hot on, um, architect, of course, adding him last year too. It's just hard. It's hard to trust this team. <laughs> um, because I, I think they've had great talent in the past and they just have sort of disappointed every year. I mean, they, they're right in the middle. They're doing okay. Um, but much like Guangzhou for me, um, they didn't improve enough to compete with all these teams that are really going out there trying to improve this year. Um, next for Joe, uh, this is the one time we'll talk about Boston this podcast. Since I can't talk about Boston, Joe gets two. Um, he's got Boston at his, his 14 here. Yeah, up from uh, number 20 uh, mm-hmm. in the league last year nice based on um, – <laughs> based on those actual finishes um and yeah i think uh there's definitely some room for fluctuation here too that's um you know the story hasn't changed um um as 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 far as that goes in north america um that that this team is this is uh, one of um several teams in north america made some really big improvements over um over this offseason and whether that was um, you know was the addition of soon obviously not on this team anymore um, uh, but pulling in stand one from Shanghai pulling in uh, I'm 37 and Valentine um, and faith uh, is I guess the sum of uh, the sum of their additions um, but all all definitely upgrades I think over um, some of the players they had in those roles um, and and while I don't expect uh, you, you know I don't expect a miracle out of out of Boston just because that's not um, really how the league works broadly I, I do expect that um, they're, they're definitely gonna see uh, definitely gonna see improvement um, I have it um, you know to, to six six spots to this degree um, um, uh, but, but yeah it, it def- definitely better um, <laughs> definitely better than that goes and uh, we were just talking about Hangzhou and Guangzhou. Um, they, they, yeah, it's uh, most of the difference in our rankings there. 
has to do with the uh, uh, position relative to North America than relative to themselves. Uh, <laughs> both of us have them at uh, well, minor. I have them at five and six in Asia, and you have them at six and seven, uh, respectively. But uh, uh, yeah, Boston definitely going to be a definitely going to be a better team, and I'm looking forward to to seeing how that goes. Yeah, me too, of course. Um, up next at 13, you got Atlanta Rain, actually, Joe, which I think in our team preview, we both talked kind of meh about Atlanta. Um, but there has, this is another one of those teams that has been very hyped recently because of uh, scrims. I guess, what do you have to say about hype, Joe? Yeah, um, and again, this is quoting directly from my... Uh... Um, my my team preview of Atlanta when we did that that yeah this is like one of the very few teams that didn't have um, that that didn't have very many changes um, um, during this offseason I, I think that's uh, definitely uh, hurt my opinion of them at least whether it's whether it's hurt their performance or not um, I have them right at number seven um, uh, very 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 top of the bottom half of North America. Um, um, as far as that goes, but yeah, it's um, the, the, it's it's a good team. There's there's good people on it. Um, it's just the question in my mind is, you know, um, how are they going to compare to um, just the you know this this stepped up competition that they've got around them now? Yeah, um, it, it, that, it's just the big theme here, right? <laughs> um, uh, let's do let's do your twelve too before we get into an area where we have two the same team here we can talk about. But um, I talked about them earlier, Toronto. I had them at fifteen. You're a little bit more positive about them here at twelve. Um, what do you think about the Defiant season this year and how they're going to do? Yeah, this is a, a team with a really interesting off season, um, and particularly an interesting off season uh, for a. Uh, uh, Philadelphia Fusion connoisseur such as myself, uh, whether that's the addition of uh, Sato and Beast um, uh, for to the tank line, uh, or Hisu and Nice to the DPS, uh, coming alongside Logics, who I don't expect to see um, playing very much, um, <laughs> or even you know picking up Lastro from the fragments of the the LA Valiant. Um, these are definitely uh, definitely some good changes, and I, I can. Uh, I can definitely understand the hesitation because um, uh, I know uh, last season, season three, I was I was pretty positive about Toronto um, back when they were fielding Kareev and Surefor and Agilities and, um, and and that didn't work too well. Um, uh, I, I mean, even uh, uh, even their. Well, no, that's not true. I was gonna say their season two roster. I was also kind of positive on, but I wasn't. I don't think I would say that's the case. Um, but yeah, and and they they pretty well underperformed those expectations last season. Um, but you know, I'm I'm optimistic again. Sado's one of the best tanks in the league, um, and obviously that doesn't that doesn't carry a game. But um, but but I'm definitely excited to watch this team. Definitely got uncertain metas, so maybe they'll luck out and have that meta. Who knows? I mean, they've got a good coach, too. I think Toronto has more upside than where I put them, for sure. Um, next, uh, we can both talk about Dallas, because I put Dallas as my number 12, and you put yours as at 11, which is down from actually earlier today, um, after the XC news broke. 
But I, I had them at 12 before the XC news broke. Uh, and it's mainly because of all the other rumors saying that they have not been great in scrims. Um, and their team has not been really meshing. Um, and when I heard that, I just could totally see it. And not only that, but like just the story around the Dallas Fuel and this roster. Like this was the first move of the offseason. And I think maybe it was a bit overhyped because of that. Because this was the first thing we were hearing about in the offseason. They picked up an entirely new roster and it was such a vast improvement. But this was before we heard about all the improvements everyone else made, right? Um, And everyone made a lot of good improvements. A lot of great contenders players picked up, stuff like that. Um, And I think losing XC is huge. So I think 12 is deserved right now for the Dallas Fuel. I think the hype is dying down on this team. And I think it could be good for Fuel fans to like be be brought down to earth a little bit here because I think there's a good chance this team still does well and still possibly competes with these top teams and outperforms this 12 spot I put them in. They've still got tons of talent here. Um, and it might just be this meta that they're very poor at scrims in. Maybe Brawl isn't their thing. So who knows? I think it could be nice for the Fuel fans to maybe maybe lower the expectations a bit so when they do perform well, they're really excited about it. Um, and the expectations aren't, this is a top five team. Um, but your turn to talk about the fuel, Joe. I mean, obviously you had them at like eight or seven before this. I mean, XE, really big hit, right? Yeah. Um, it, it didn't change my, uh, uh, didn't change their position in North America. Uh, I kept that consistent right above Toronto and right below, uh, I guess it'd be Florida. Um, but um, yeah, in you know, relative relative to the league, definitely some some shakeups there. Uh, but yeah, XE is definitely was definitely going to be a big part of this uh, of this team, and they're they're definitely missing something now. Um, you know, and they've got two days, three days to try to come up with something, um, uh, one way or the other. Uh, and yeah, you're right. There's definitely been some some rumblings about um, uh, issues issues with the team performance. I don't. Uh, I tried when I made these rankings not to care too much about uh, about scrim stuff and, and that kind of thing, but uh, and, and you know that that may well have come from um, uh, some of these XD issues anyway. But um, um, yeah, there's definitely definitely still some questions. Uh, again, you know, just brought out today with with this announcement that we're going to have to see how and. Um, uh, and, you know, to what extent that evolves. Yeah. I'm interested to see how this fuel does fuel team does to start the season. If they perform actually well, I think once they get these two DPS or one DPS players, they want to sign, I think the fuel, it could be looking positive from then on out in the season. So a lot riding this here in the early season for the fuel. Um, I'll touch my next two teams uh, because they're teams we talked about in Joe's rankings earlier. At 11, I have Houston. Um, I am buying into the hype a little bit on Houston, and I think it's more... I think in this brawl meta, they're going to be good, apparently, um, and I would agree with that. And I think that's just the fact that they're good at brawl. That's such like a tank-driven comp, I feel like. You have to have really good tanks for to be good at brawl. That gives me confidence in Piggy and Jangu. 
right away that makes me think, okay, yeah, I think Houston's going to be, I think I would have had them like 14, 15, but I think understanding that I'm good with putting them at 11 right here and knowing that I think they'll outperform my expectations a little bit this season. I don't, I don't know if they're a playoff team or like a team that's going to be competing for the, for the trophy here at the end of everything. But I do think, I, I think they'll get this win against Dallas here in the first week and stuff like that. I think they'll, they'll definitely surprise some of us in some of these games. Um, and then as far as Chung Du goes, I just like the Chung Du Hunters so much. They've got, they've got talent. Um, maybe they decide to use Among a little bit less. They obviously love using Among. He's their, he's their Chad, but he's really a wrecking ball specialist. I think they should admit that he is a wrecking ball specialist and just, um, play Gaga, play late young, play, play their other tanks more often. Um, and they've, they picked up tons of DPS this off season, like Jimmy and Kaneki. Um, leave is still here. I think is insane. Jinmu's insane. They've got talent. Um, and they picked up some great Chinese talent. Apparently. I don't know too much about it, but I, I, I've, as far as what I've heard, apparently they're great Chinese players. So I'll stick Chengdu here at 10, which I think in this year is very good for Chengdu. I know this is uh, last year. They finished pretty poorly at 14th, but um, this is usually where they are stuck at is that 10 spot. But um, in, in this year, the most competitive year yet, I think that's very good finish for the Chengdu team. So all right, let's move on to your 10 and nine, Joe, because I talked about them earlier. Um, it's Guangzhou and Hangzhou. Uh, talk to me about the two Joes, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, the, uh, I mentioned them a little bit um, earlier. We were talking about Boston just to, to try to get them in. Um, um, but, but yeah, both both definitely have um, um, good good points of focus uh, sitting at number five and number six um, in, in Asia for me. Um, I, I'm excited to see. You mentioned Architect. He didn't have tons of time on Hangzhou before the end of the season. Um, uh, it, it, that's going to be a big name. Um, uh, Guangzhou do has has shaken stuff up. Um, they, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, um, what was my comment earlier? Because yeah, if if you look at the some of the number changes are are pretty. Um, part, at least on my side of the of the power rankings graphic, which we're going to post on Twitter, um, I think are pretty accurate in terms of sort of describing um, this off season and, and and all the things that happened and the 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 um, uh, fall from Guangzhou um, is isn't terrible, um, you know, just because of uh, some of their sort of limited activity this off season. Um, I, and I, I always sort of did underrate Hangzhou a little bit, um, uh, and, you know. They even get a bump technically in the numbers that I've got. Uh, but I don't know. Decent, decent Asian teams. Um, I think their their placing has more to do uh, for me with being uh, being above Chengdu and Valiant and being below um, <laughs> the other four. Uh, I, I think more than anything. Um, but um, yeah, again. Um, definitely not bad teams, and I expect that um, we're going to see um, exciting things from both. Oh, yeah. Um, once again, I think the Asia region is super hard to predict with teams like Chengdu, Guangzhou, and Hangzhou, who I think have talent, just haven't like fully realized it. 
And they have super hard co- competition with like New York, Philadelphia, Seoul, and Shanghai, of course, as usual. So it, it's hard to really judge what they're going to do. Um, as far as my number nine goes, the first mention of them here today is the Florida Mayhem, who I think pretty much made lateral moves in the offseason besides OG. Um, I'm one of the people who isn't going to trust in the OG move here a little bit. I still obviously have him at nine. That's pretty good. Um, but that is three worse than they did last year. And yeah, I just think OG, I, I, I think he's good. I don't think he's as good as fate. So I think that move is going to hurt them a little bit. Of course they picked up other people too, like checkmate stuff like that, that I think will bolster this roster a little bit, but OG's a definite starter, which I think is going to sting a little bit for Florida. I still think this team's going to be competing with the top teams, though. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I like the Mayhem a lot still. And Yaki and BQB are just nuts. So they can compete with anyone with those two. Um, And then I'll do my number eight real quick, which is a team that Joe talked about. At thir- his 13 is Atlanta for me, which surprised... It surprises myself even. Um, and I think it's because I, I don't know, I underrate Atlanta every year. I underrated them their first year. They did a lot better than I thought they were going to do. I underrated them last year. I, I think I correctly rated them last year, basically. Um, but this year, I'm going to just take what I'm hearing and I'm I'm going to say, okay, maybe Atlanta's good. And it's I think it's two reasons here. I think Pelican people are saying Pelican possibly rookie of the year candidate. They're saying he's doing really well. He's nuts. He's insane. Okay. That's pretty big. And then a lot of people are saying, guess what this, I think it's the sneaky pickup here in February of Kai that might just push Atlanta to where I have them here at eight. I think Kai is so good. He was so good for the Valiant was a huge reason why the Valiant were so good last year. Um, and I agree with people who are saying, like, you should rate Atlanta highly just because he's on this team. And I kind of agree with it. I, I can't help but agree with it. I think Kai is actually really good at this game. Um, and he's going to help this team out a ton. Uh, of course, formerly known as KSP, if you don't if you haven't heard of his name change. But um, I think he's, he's just so good um, that I think he really can. I think the biggest question mark is Gator and Hawk, of course. But as long if they could perform well enough, this DPS line could compete with anyone. I think Pelican's going to be nuts. Kai's going to be nuts. And Edison's going to be nuts. So, yep, I got to land at eight. Um, as we'll move on to Joe's eight, which is my seven, the New York Excelsior, which I think is a team. This is right around the, where they finished last year. Um, but the but there's a big difference in this team this year, Joe. They wiped their entire roster besides two players, basically. So um, what makes you confident that they, they, they're they going to be able to stay where they were last year despite this brand-new roster, Joe? Yeah, it's it's a, a good question. And again, it comes back to um, – um, probably, probably it comes back to, you know, sort of these Asian tiers. I think they're just right at the very bottom of – I should say Asian tears as in T I E R S. That it's it that they come in right at the bottom of of like tier one in in Korea. I think, um, 
Um, it, with because yeah, you're right. It's a completely different um, roster than we've seen in the past, um, but with some really good pieces um, that uh, obviously don't have some of the the star power as you know the Saviobi and the Mono and the Ano and all these people. Um, um, but we, we, you know, adding, uh, I can think about Ivy in the DPS line, for example, um, um, Bianca and Yakpung, um, uh, both of whom have some experience, um, uh, on, on different teams as well, that, um, that, that it's, it's definitely not going to be, not going to be as good as, as this, um, uh, New York we've seen in the past. Um, uh, but I, I think good enough at least to hold on, uh, like I said, to that sort of bottom spot in, in, uh, in the top tier of Asia, puts them at like fourth, I think. Um, for both of us, but we have uh, fourth in in Asia. Yep, I, I got them at my seventh spot, and I, I think that's really good for a team that completely wiped the roster. Right? That's that's good that they're in the same spot. Um, and th- uh, this is another team. A lot of rumblings. They're outperforming everyone in scrims. I believe it. I mean, I I believe that. I think New York's been a great org here in this league, even though they've consistently gotten worse and worse each year. It hasn't been that much worse, right? They still finish in the top 10 every year. Um, I think this was a smart move to start rebuilding and, and get some new faces in here. And I, I, I could totally believe that these these players are good, good enough and they recruited good enough to have a team that's performing as well as they did last year. So that's impressive. That, that's super impressive. Um, at year number seven, Joe, you got the Philadelphia Fusion. I got them higher, um, but I rated them in a maybe a different way than you did. I, I rated them ig- trying to ignore their visa issues as much as I possibly could and assumed that it would hopefully be fixed as soon as possible. Um, I'm assuming, Joe, maybe you rated them with their visa issues a little more in mind than I did. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's definitely part of it. I uh, you know, maybe even overcorrected, um, <laughs> you know, away from my uh, general optimism with this team, uh, which I've mentioned like six times probably already this show. <laughs> but because uh, yeah, it is it is a good roster. I, I I am a fan of of some of these changes they made. Um, the you know once once it's all together, uh, they're gonna they're gonna do really well. Uh, and adding Toby and Hampa obviously to fill those holes. Um, uh, that they they may start with is definitely a good decision as well, um, but yeah, I, I think generally it's a worse roster than last season, um, um, which which is saying something. I, I forget what I uh, I forget what grade I got them or I gave them for the for the off season when we did our our team feature. Um, um, but it, 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 that they're they're still good enough to find some really good success, and so it's. Um, yeah, it's a little bit, little bit pessimistic the way I rated it at this point. Um, uh, but again, definitely in the the top tier um, in in the Eastern Division, I guess is what it is. Um, and and right above New York, um, with only two teams ahead of them. Yeah, I mean, I I agree with you. It's hard not to be. I think if I were, if they had the Toby Hoppa starting lineup this whole year. I do think that they would be seven. I still think they're good. I definitely don't think they're as good. They're as good with Funny Astro and Poco there, at least, to help Hotba. So 
I'll, I think I agree with your placement of them. If the visa issues never get resolved, I do think they'll get resolved. And I think it's mainly because it's Korea. If it was NA, if it was America, I think it'd be a lot harder. But I do think these ones will eventually get resolved mainly because it's Korea. But we'll see. I guess. Uh -huh. uh, up next, we, we're getting into the final six here. Uh, Joe has Florida, actually, a team I talked about at nine. So, Joe, if you want to go into to Florida here. Yeah, um, and, and I think the biggest difference with um, biggest difference between our ratings of Florida is uh, where they uh, where they are in relation to um, uh, the Asian division because because we, we have them in the same space except for um, uh, for me it's Philly, New York, and Hangzhou. Um, uh, but, but same thing, right above, um, um, very close to right above Dallas, uh, right below teams like Washington and. Um, the gladiators um <laughs> you know it's, it's gonna be a uh, definitely a really good roster um as far as that goes some of the um flexibility that they don't have is is interesting because i know um they, they definitely have one of the smaller rosters um in, in north america but uh, we've seen how good it is and that's uh that's gonna be super valuable for them oh yeah um, I, I'm excited for Florida. I think they could definitely, if OG outperforms my expectations, Florida is definitely up there um, and could be top five even. Um, my number six is a team that a lot of people have a lot higher, and I don't blame them. It's the Washington Justice. The Washington Justice have made insane moves and maybe have improved, probably have improved the most out of any of these teams. I mean, even looking at the... Um, plus 13 for me, plus 16 for Joe once we get them in comparison to their um, their placement last year, which was very low, obviously. I mean, this team made so many good moves, obviously. Um, I think I'm going to, as far as me having them at six and not higher, I just want to like ease myself into it maybe a little bit more. I kind of want to, I don't want to overhype them too much. I think they've got a really good roster. I think Mag is going to be fantastic. Assassin's going to be fantastic. Getting those runaway players. Both of them have a chance to win Rookie of the Year. Um, obviously, Decay is going to be nuts. Um, but when you have... It's one of those situations when you have so much star power, you like kind of get a little scared sometimes. Not only in Overwatch or other esports, but in normal sports and stuff like that. When there's a lot of star power on a team, it works out a lot of the time. But a, a fair amount of the time, it doesn't work out because of all the egos on the team and everyone trying to play like they're the star, kind of. So um, I, I, I'm a little worried that might happen. I'm also a little worried that maybe this isn't their year quite yet because of their rookies. I think the rookies are really good, but maybe it'll take another year for the, for the Justice to really be that top team. Uh, for now, I got them at six as we head into both of our top fives here, Joe. Um, why don't you start with Gladiators at five for you? Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's um, we get near the end. I can I can see the light um, <laughs> at the end of all that. But um, yeah, LA Gladiators, uh, again, one of the um, one of the teams that made really big changes um, and really good changes. Uh, this offseason. Uh, top three team in North America for sure. Um, 
um, and uh, it's interesting because uh, some of the some of the changes, um, like adding Kevster, for example, from um, uh, Old Dallas Fuel, I want to say, um, and and Shu and Moth to really fill out the support line after they lost. Um, uh, Shaxx and Big Goose, because that's the other thing that they had some really big losses from this roster too, um, including OGE as well. Uh, it, it, and so that trade-off was definitely interesting to see. Um, um, but yeah, I, I don't have any trouble believing that they're gonna they're gonna do super well. Um, uh, I, I'm a, a little bit more confident in the in the Washington Justice, I guess, um, uh, relative to them to have them at. Uh, Washington at two, Gladiators at three versus the other way around for you. Um, again, if we're just thinking about North America, um, um, but yeah, I know it's it's um, they're definitely gonna be right up there. I think they're gonna uh, have have lots of good success um, um, in this in this main melee tournament too. That um, and it's gonna be a hard schedule. They're playing Shock. They're playing Dallas. They're playing. Um, uh, Boston and London, which I guess may not be may not be as difficult, but all that to say, um, uh, yeah, <laughs> number number three team, and I, I don't feel bad about that at all. Oh no, definitely not. I'll, I'll tell you what I feel bad about is my number five team overall, Soul Dynasty, because I okay, I ranked them at five, and this is mainly. Like, I feel like I'm ranking them based off of how well they would do in a playoff situation, Joe. This team consistently, at least these players, consistently let us down in the regular season. Consistently. Uh, Specifically, Profford and Jester. Consistently let us down in the regular season. Not only that, but I feel like the Soul Dynasty, Dynasty almost consistently let us down in the regular season, too. I mean, the expectations for them is ridiculously high every year, but it's hard for me to put Soul where I put them. I'm going to be honest because I feel like they won't finish fifth, but I think if they finish and make playoffs, I think if they're able to make playoffs, they will be the fifth best team in playoffs and they will be close to the end and close to making it to that. Um, if they do it the same way they did last year, where they send two Pacific two or two Asia to North America, they'll be right on the outside of that. But in the regular season, I really don't think, I think it will be Philly and Shanghai really competing for that top spot in the standings, whereas Seoul will be maybe a tier behind with New York kind of, um, with, with more towards 500 records almost, um, and depending on how they do playoffs this year, like last year they let everybody into playoffs. I feel like Seoul like wouldn't have even made playoffs last year, so they got super lucky. Uh, they're really gonna have to step it up here in the regular season if they want to be able to even have the chance to do what they did last year. Um, that being said, they still have a nuts roster, and if they get over that regular season hump, n- there's no stopping this team. This team could possibly be number one in Asia. The only reason I have them number three in Asia is because of what I said. I'm scared of this. I don't think they are able to perform well in the regular season. You have Seoul at four, Joe. Now you you could talk about them. <laughs> yeah, I do. Um, and again, just like with 
Um, with Gladiators in Washington uh, at two and three in North America, we have uh, Philly and Seoul respectively at two and three in Asia. Um, and yeah, I think um, a lot of my my positivity here is specifically thinking about um, um, some of the the really nice additions they made. Um, uh, thinking about Gesture, thinking about Animo, um, and, and granted, Gesture's been there for a while. Uh, thinking about say Biolbi. Um, uh, that's it's definitely going to be upgrades to this team, and yeah, consistency has been an issue. Um, I imagine consistency will probably continue to be an issue. <laughs> um, um, but but generally, um, yeah, I think um, that'll be true. I guess of of Philly and Seoul, <laughs> particularly early in this season. Um, uh, not quite up to the Shanghai Dragons, uh, but definitely above New York. Um, and but at the same time yeah yeah not not really a hard cap uh, and so that's uh, that's part of what makes this team exciting oh yeah um i still think this this roster is great and we saw it in the playoffs last year they just they got to get that consistency in the regular season um all right next up for me is philadelphia fusion i have them at four and like i said earlier it's because of my optimism on the visa stuff because I really do think to get into this top five, they will need Funny Astro on regular ping. Um, otherwise, with Toby, I don't think they can. I don't think they can make top five. And with Hoppa, um, all alone without Poco's help. Um, and I mean, it's worth pointing out without EQ or Shockwave either. I mean, that that's huge for their um, huge for their versatility. Obviously, they would still have Rascal and Carpe, who I think are their two best DPS players, anyways. But Obviously, you can't scoff at Shockwave or EQO. Both of them super flexible, super good players. So not having them hurts too. But I think if everyone is there, this team has potential to be even higher than this four and do as well as they did last year. And, I mean, get over that 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 hump of winning tournaments. I mean, if they're going to want to win the whole thing this year, Joe, I really do think they're going to have to win one of these four tournaments before the final thing. Winning the final thing is going to be hard for them. I mean, they, winning winning the grand finals going to be hard for them if they can't get over this like um, thing they have where they just can't win tournaments really. Uh, but besides that, I'll mention Mono is also I think a great tank pickup to replace Sato. I think Sato obviously did really good last year, but um, I think Mono was a fair enough replacement for sure. And yeah. Um, I, I love this team as long as the visa issues aren't a whole gear thing. Um, next up for Joe is the Washington Justice, who I mentioned at six. And um, yeah, talk about this insane offseason Justice ad. Absolutely, yeah. I am uh, very happy with what the Washington Justice were able to do. Um, and we talked about the Dallas Fuel sort of setting the pace uh, for the offseason. Um, uh, back at the beginning, I forget... I don't even remember when the offseason started, but uh, <laughs> it's been going on forever. Um, uh, but yeah, we talked we talked about the Dallas Fuel setting the pace, um, but the Washington Justice were really quick to answer um, when they started signing their players. Um, um, thinking about uh, Mag and Fury and Rhea and Bebe and Closer and Jerry, all new additions um, um, in lots of ways you could consider uh, they're sort of building around decay uh, was sort of um, 
is one interpretation of of their philosophy because obviously um D decay you know in in many many ways was the player to carry them um through the playoffs the way he did um um and, and yeah building around him is definitely exciting uh, definitely an exciting thing to see um um uh, you, 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 like I said, you mentioned in the past talking about um, having all the big names um, might be a, might be a little concerning, but no, I'm I'm really excited to see uh, Mag and Fury. I assume will be the starting tank line. Um, uh, Mag's got tons of history um, as as a uh, a main tank player to join this roster, but um, the, again, this is another one of these teams with like basically no. Um, um, no, no level cap as far as that goes. Um, that I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing. Yeah, it, it's going to be exciting to see all these insanely good teams go up against each other. I'm so excited. Um, at my number three, I have the Shanghai Dragons. Uh, of course, they finished number one overall last year, um, but I do think they have a little more competition in Asia this year, which is, I, I think their team is better this year. Don't get me wrong, I do. I really think their team is better than last year. I think they improved basically all around. Um, but it's that level of competition. Once again, last year in Asia, they basically just stomped everyone, right? Like there was barely anyone to go up against this team. Um, you had like Guangzhou and Seoul were the top two teams that could consistently bring down Shanghai. That was it. Those two teams. Um, this year you got Philly, you got a New York Excelsior team that's apparently doing really well in scrims. Seoul once again, of course, um, Chengdu, which a lot of people are excited about their offseason pickups. And you still got Hangzhou and Guangzhou who are able to pull off an upset every once in a while. Uh, so I think there's a lot more parity here in the Asia region for Shanghai. So I think right there, right away, I think it's going to be hard for them to finish number one overall again this season. But I still think they're number one in Asia, no doubt. I really like their pickups this year, this offseason too. They actually got their first Chinese player um, once again in Mali and first... I mean, only Chinese players this year in Mali. Um, at the support line, they picked up Erster, who has obviously looked really promising in the past. Fate, who I mentioned earlier, got dropped off the Florida Mayhem, joins Shanghai. That's a huge ad for them as well. Um, and they still got uh, Fleta, Lip, Iziaki, Lee Jae-gong, Void, all these amazing players. They kept Diem even. So, yeah, they this team, there's no reason to think this team won't be as good as they were last year besides the fact that everyone else got a little bit better <laughs> um and you got them at number two joe so continue to rave about these dragons yeah i am i am totally in agreement that um um it, it, absolutely number one in asia just just based on like any given time if you were to to look at shanghai that i think that's where um that's where they'll sit and so you know compared to um, Seoul has the potential to be right up there. Um, um, you know, different versions of, of Philly have the potential to be right up there. But yeah, in terms of just raw raw consistency, what you're what you're going to expect um, uh, on a regular basis out of these teams, yeah, it's, it's got to be Shanghai. Oh yeah, no doubt. Um, my number two, I have the Gladiators, which Joe mentioned at his five, of course. And this man, this one might be a bit biased too. Maybe I shouldn't have included it, but um. I, I am a Gladiators fan, as you know, if you listen to this podcast before. Um, I love the Gladiators. I love Boston a little bit more now, of course, since I work for them. But still love the Gladiators, still root for them. 
Um, and I think this is their best roster they brought to the table yet. Um, it was looking rough at the beginning of the offseason with dropping Shaz, Big Goose, players like that, of course, that have been a part of this team for such a long time. But then when you replace those two with Shu and Moth, you're like, oh boy. And that's like the best support line in this league. I am not afraid to say that. Um, that's really good. They keep murdering Mir Kefster, who Kefster and Mirror looked really great last year. Kefster was on ping the whole time. Kefster's finally coming back, coming to America. Uh, and he's going to be on normal ping, hopefully. Huge rookie pickup in Muse, who a lot of people are raving about in scrims. Um as another rookie of the year potential here with Muse. And yeah, I I can't help but just be so hyped. Um, and not only that, like, I think I've talked to a lot of our, of our Boston Uprising players, and a lot of our players rank the Gladiators as the best team um, as far as the North American teams they've played. They say this is the best team. So I buy into that hype immediately, of course, when I hear people say that, because I'm a Gladiators fan. <laughs> um, so maybe a little bit biased, but yeah, I'm super excited for this team here. This could be another situation like the Washington one, where like you just got a bunch of big stars, though. So I don't know. Um, but I think they got a great coach. This is the best roster they've had. I'm excited to see what they can do. And then we both have, of course, the shock at number one. Hard not to put him there, right, Joe? Yeah, it's um, it's the same thing with uh, uh, same thing I was just saying with with Shanghai. I mean, with all the all these changes in North America, all these teams that are improving, all the 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 shakeups in the in the power rankings, and at the same time, um, you, you know, through it all, um, number one, they had to San Francisco Shock had the audacity to get better <laughs> in the off season uh, with with some of their signings, but. Um, uh, but yeah, number two, there's just, there's just no other place you can put them. There's it's just no, um, no situation where I don't see this as a, um, you know, number one, top three at the very worst. But I mean, that's I have I have an issue even saying that um, <laughs> going into this preseason that, um, that it's something something crazy is going to have to happen. I think for us to lose um, confidence in this now you know, two-time champion team. Um, it's, it's, um, it, it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, they've, Joe, they've won two in a row. We got to give them this respect, right? They improve their team. Like you mentioned, they've won two championships in a row. It's hard not to put them there. And the shock have actually never finished number one in the regular season. Um, which is crazy, but I, I consider my power rankings number are not how I think the standings are going to finish. I think even if Shock doesn't finish number one, which I think is actually pretty likely with the amount of parity we'll have this year, I still think when it comes down to the playoffs, it's hard. It's going to be really hard to bet against Shock and Krusty and these teams who have been in that situation so many times. You know, it's it's it reminds me of like the Patriots or someone in football or Tom Brady and stuff like that. Like, it's so hard to bet against people like that, people who have been there before. You know, so. That's why I got Shaka number one. Yeah. Uh, and that's our power rankings, actually. Um, we'll tweet this out if you want to have a nice visual of it. But yeah. Oh, we, we did it, Joe. Um, we power ranked and we're going to be 100% right. 
as, as the crazy thing both of us will be somehow it's guaranteed yeah <laughs> uh, but that's not it for our show either because we got games this weekend joe so we got to pick four games like we usually do um who ended up winning predictions last year i can't even remember um i know i won one year and you won the other one so <laughs> yeah don't know which which, which is i don't which. remember which one of us won last i think season. i'm i think i might have won last season but i'm not sure um <laughs> someone's gonna have to fact jack it for us uh but we got four games here to talk about let's first talk about the first game the ones that's gonna kick off the 2021 season houston dallas um we both just had them in our power rankings here and and um, as I mentioned earlier, a lot of people mentioning that, I mean, these two teams are the opposite on the scrimbunks level. I feel like um, the Houston Outlaws are the ones like shooting up the graph, while the Dallas Field are the ones sort of tanking on the scrimbunks graph. Um, and it's a rivalry game. So this one's going to be really exciting. Obviously, XZ gone now. Um, who you got winning this one, Joe? Houston, Dallas to open it all up. Yeah, it's it's a really good um, one to predict that even you know before um, before today we picked it and, and learned um, all this Dallas news um, and I think before today I would have answered it differently, um, but I, which um, you know is um, spoilers that, that I am in fact going uh, with Houston for this one that yeah I think um, definitely that loss of XC is gonna gonna hurt Dallas for sure. Um, and hopefully uh, Houston's able to pick, uh, you know, take advantage of that and pick up a win here early in this main melee tournament. Um, when you've only got four matches, you know, they all matter. Um, and and it would it would be a really excellent start for Houston to, to have that kind of early success. Oh, yeah. Um, and not only to mention, like, <clears throat> this year they are being a lot more strict on who will make it to that May Melee tournament. These games will actually feel like they matter. I like that a lot more. Um, I mean, what is it? I think top... God, I can't even remember how it works. But they have play-in games one Sunday and stuff like that. And then, I mean, there's there's only... And then we have NA versus Asia every month too. So it's just going to be a lot more exclusive and you have to win more games in order to make it to that May Melee tournament actually. Uh, which a lot reminds me a lot more of stage playoffs, obviously, like we had in season one and two. So I'm excited for that. Um, as far as my pick goes, though, sorry, uh, I'm also going to go Houston here, especially after the XC drop. I even on the Overwatch League pick, um, I moved Dallas Fuel. I had a three-two Houston winning. I still had Houston winning, but now it's three-zero. I really think Houston's going to win this game now. <laughs> Just so much unfortunate things happening to Dallas here and that's I mean that's a tough loss as a fuel fan too to start the season off after such a hype off season just losing to your rival Houston Outlaws Ugh, it's a rough one uh, next up we're picking the an Asia game happening April 17th at 6.30am Eastern time um, and that's the LA Valiant versus the Chengdu Hunters um, this one's an interesting one, obviously. Um, the LA Valiant apparently have been beating one team consistently in scrims. I think some people are thinking it's the Fusion because they have a bunch of people on ping, but some people are thinking it's the Hunters or the Spark. Um, 
So there are some camps who uh, we don't know the definite answer, but there are some camps who who are on the Hunters or Spark bandwagon here for the team that is losing to the Valiant consistently. I mean, I think this is also an interesting game because it's the two full Chinese rosters going up against each other, right? Um, So this is like Chinese Overwatch right here. Uh, Joe, you'll pick first again for this game. Do you think the LA Valiant, who we all rate super lowly, have a chance to pull, pull off an upset in their first game? Uh, and yeah, I am. I am calling that no. Uh, <laughs> given this one to, given this one to Chengdu here, um, it, it's definitely going to be a, a, a big, um, a, a big question and a big series for for the LA Valiant. Um, basically, uh, in in my eyes, they're playing for, you know, to answer the age old question: Do we deserve any kind of, um, um, uh, competitive respect? Like not as not respecting people or players or anything, but like, you know, as, as a competitive team, do, do, is there anything worth mentioning here? And I think, um, if, if you're going to perform against any team in Asia, it's gotta be Chengdu and it's, um, you know, just based on the schedule, it's gotta be now. Oh yeah. Um, I, I can't pick Valiant here. I'm not going to be the crazy person to pick the Valiant. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. Hunters for me. I, I might pick Valiant sometime this season, but I mean, we even get that Philly Valiant game um, here this weekend too. So maybe we find out the Valiant that Philly was the team losing to Valiant in scrims, but I don't believe it after what sure. I've heard now, I, honestly. Um, next, we do have Philly. Um, Philly versus Seoul, which is the game right after Valiant and Chunky Hunters at 8 a.m. with an encore Eastern time at 2 p.m. Um, if you want to watch the encore, which I'm going to plan on sitting down and watch, sitting down and watching. Um, but yeah, Philly, Seoul Dynasty. I mean, these are two of the top Asian teams right here. We get to see them right here in the first weekend. Um, and like I mentioned, both of them have issues in my power rankings. I had issues for both these teams. Seoul, inconsistent in a regular season. Philly, bunch of ping issues with uh, having to have Toby in, which makes it interesting because Toby's playing his old team in his first match. Um, to make it fair, I will pick this game first. Um, and I will pick, I'll pick the Seoul Dynasty. I think Philly maybe have just picked these players up, so it might take a little bit while since they have to be in their starting lineup to get some synergy. I'll pick the Seoul Dynasty to win this first matchup, but I think it'll actually be pretty close. So, yeah, I'll take Seoul. How about you, Joe? Who are you taking, Philly or Seoul? Uh, yeah, yeah. I think once again we're we're going the same way. <laughs> um, yeah, I had I had definitely um, initially given this one to Seoul, and I, I I think it'll be close. I hope it's I hope it's going to be close. Um, and excuse me. Yeah, I think a big part of it is just going to be. Um, some of those, some of those roster issues with Philly, but I think if if they're gonna have, um, you know, if they're gonna take the chance to really show off how stable they are, <laughs> this is definitely the match to do it. Um, um, but, but yeah, all of the all of the things being equal and just just going by um, what we're thinking preseason, I, I think the edge definitely's got to go to um, to Seoul here. Oh yeah, um, I think Philly can still possibly win it, but it, it's looking more Seoul here. Uh, last game we're predicting Atlanta Rain versus the Florida Mayhems on this is Saturday at 4:30 Eastern. I think this is going to be a great one. I think a lot. I think almost everyone have has these two teams just like super close to each other in the power rankings. Um, I think it's going to be a super close game. Um, that being said, I'll pick. I'll take the Atlanta Rain to win this one. Actually, 
I think I have the Atlanta Rain, what, one above Florida in my rankings? I, I think I'll stick with that. Um, I, I think Atlanta Rain will come out and surprise us despite their minimal moves this offseason. Um, OG might be a little bit nervous because I feel like he does get nervous a little often. So I, I'll take Atlanta in a very, I think this is a five-map series for sure. These two teams are like super even. They, they're, they're like right in the same spot in my opinion, but I'll take Atlanta. How about you, Joe? Is this where we differentiate? Oh, yeah, there we go. We'll, <laughs> we'll pick some different matches here because because uh, I'm going with Florida. I think, um, and again, you know, uh, first few matches of the season. I mean, this is just true for everybody. But again, thinking about um, uh, the the ability to, uh, uh, to to prove yourself and figure out exactly where you, where you stand among all these teams when it counts. Um, and and I think Florida is is definitely looking to, to make a big statement here, um, um, and and reinforce um, that they are you know right there at the top of North America. Yeah, well, uh, it's that's that's it for our picks here. We'll see who comes out on top in that Atlanta Florida game, um, and make sure to join our uh, pick them as well. Um, yeah, so because if you've been uh, a listener here for a while, you know um, during the season we'll have a, a competition between John and myself um, about about our picks to try to see uh, which of us gets um, uh, we, we award points and try to see you know who's the who's the best uh, predictor. But yeah, so in this case we are going to use uh, the official Overwatch League pick um, thing. So and that'll be that'll include every game. So even if we pick um, you know our four featured matches all the same. Um, it may be very different results uh, week by week, so we'll we'll keep you hosted on that. Yeah. Um, I, as it happens, obviously we got map picks and everything in there, so it's getting real specific this yeah. year. Um, but I'm excited. Th- this makes me excited. I, I'm kind of like rooting for each game and like map scores too now. Um, but yeah, Overwatch League starts this weekend. If you didn't know, <laughs> Friday at three Eastern, Houston versus Dallas. So. I think we're all excited. We're all ready for it to finally happen. Thank you, everyone, for listening to our power ranking episode. Um, week one is is almost here. I mean, get ready. Follow. Make sure to follow our show's Twitter at on the flank show. We're gonna have pick'em graphics. We have a power rankings graphic. We'll have power rankings between each tournament. Obviously, it's gonna be a great year. Like I said, of my power rankings, I think this is the most competitive the league has ever been. I think there are only, I mean, last year we had a lot of teams throwing. I feel like this year we only got like one or two. I, I think almost everyone it's like trying. They're all trying. Um, but yeah, Joe, anything else to say before we sign off? Uh, yeah, I don't think so. It's um, <laughs> definitely good to be back uh, here in the season. We got matches. Uh, we got big, long shows. Uh, we're, we're having fun. Oh, yeah. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening. And please enjoy week one of the Overwatch League 2021 season. Nice.